Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day. What's up, Chicago? I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. Mass shootings have become a constant issue that's unique to the United States. Many of us have had some kind of interaction with them. Either we've heard about them in the news or you or a loved one has actually experienced a shooting firsthand. Knowledge of the problem is one thing, but fixing it, I mean, we all have our opinions, but big picture, the best solution still eludes us. Right now, this country is a sieve. And we need to make sure that we go back to where we were when we were living free from this fear. Our kids don't remember that time, but we do. That's Highland Park Mayor Nancy Rotering. On Independence Day tomorrow, community members will mark one year since the mass shooting at the 4th of July parade in Highland Park. Mayor Rotering spoke with WBEZ State House reporter Alex Degman to reflect on the first anniversary of the shooting. So I checked in with Alex to talk about the particulars of that day and everything that has come since. He says it started off as a beautiful day for a parade. It was really a great day in Highland Park. They do the 4th of July parade every year, and it was not very long after the parade stepped off that people started hearing some noise. They started hearing some bangs, which they thought might have been fireworks, but it didn't take long for people to realize that, no, this was actually an automatic weapon that was being fired into the crowd. And once everything settled, people were able to take stock of what happened. Uh, Seven people had been killed. Uh, 48 people were injured. And it started a pretty big movement that I think we're probably going to be talking about today. Yeah. Let's get into the aftermath. How did local leaders respond to the shooting? Well, there were a lot of local leaders that were already at the parade. Uh, State representatives, state senators, Highland Park officials, they were in the parade and they were all in the area. So their response started almost immediately. They were running around trying to figure out where their loved ones were first and then making sure that other people got to safety. And after that was all done and they were hiding with everybody else for a few hours while police looked for the shooter, uh, Highland Park held an emergency city council meeting and they started making plans right away. They started getting in front of cameras and updating the community uh, right away. Uh, Local lawmakers and then state lawmakers were also a part of that decision. And they started thinking immediately, uh, the people from around the area, what can we do on a state level to make sure that this doesn't happen again? Yeah. What ended up happening on the state level? Well, there was a pretty concerted movement to pass a statewide assault weapons ban, Mm -hmm. and that did pass. And the thing that people noted throughout this conversation was that Highland Park has had its own assault weapons ban for about 10 years now. Oh, wow. And it, but that is something that local leaders have been saying for a long time isn't necessarily enough. There needs to be more done at the state and, and mm. ideally the federal level, according to them. Um, but the state level is something that they thought that they could do to try to make at least uh, some sort of uniformity around Highland Park. And it, like I said, it did pass, but um, it has been caught up in court ever since. And we kind of knew that was going to happen because Mm. anytime you have a piece of legislation that aims to curtail what types of weapons people are allowed to own, uh, it's going to end up in court. And that's exactly what happened here. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, we've been talking about this here and there on the rundown. Uh, thanks to your reporting on this uh, so far. Can you get into what the assault weapons ban aims to do? Yeah, so when it says assault weapons ban, it's not actually a total ban, because if you have some of these weapons, and when I say assault weapon, um, that's defined in the legislation as one of just like a multitude of guns. There are dozens of guns that are listed in this bill. The one that we think of most commonly is the AR-15. So what this would do is, if you already have it, you would have to register it with Illinois State Police within a certain uh, frame of time. And if you want to transfer it uh, out of state, you're allowed to do that as well. But if this law holds up in court, uh, basically you won't be able to possess that unless you register it with police. It also says that you can't own a gun that can hold more than 10 rounds. Mm-hmm. And altering weapons that you do have to hold more than 10 rounds will be illegal. You can't buy things like uh, extended magazines or anything like that. And then you also won't be able to have something that would make the gun fully automatic, like a switch or something like that that can make you fire more rounds faster. So that's what it does. And it's in effect for a good portion of the state, except for the people who have filed lawsuits against it. And that's, it's it's a temporary restraining order, I suppose, for those folks. Yeah. What is the most recent um, action or the most recent thing that's happened with those lawsuits? The gun rights advocates have been saying for a long time, including some of the folks who brought up these lawsuits that have now been consolidated before the Court of Appeals, Mm -hmm. that if they don't get what they want at the appeals court, this will end up at the U.S. Supreme Court. So I don't think that this is going to be the final stop for this by any means, because even even if it doesn't go their way, then the state's attorney general is going to take it to the Supreme Court. But uh, the main crux of the issue, from what I understand now, is they're trying to argue over whether the AR-15 is in so-called common use. Because the gun enthusiasts will say, well, there are so many AR-15s in circulation right now. There's 24 million of them. It's one of the most popular guns that people use for self-defense, to protect themselves. So naturally, they should be allowed to have that if that's what they feel they need to protect themselves. Whereas the people who are defending the lawsuit say, well, no, that's not the case. You can't just have whatever gun you want. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to make that case. Yeah. I want to talk about the mayor of Highland Park, Nancy Rotering. She has become a loud voice in the debate over gun control in Illinois. Can you talk about her personal stance on gun control and how the shooting mobilized her? Yeah, Nancy Rotering uh, has been on, I mean, even before the mass shooting in Highland Park, she was on the forefront of gun control uh, for years. Uh, She started getting involved with that when she became mayor in 2011 by Um, responding to the Sandy Hook shooting in Newtown, Connecticut. The city passed its Mm. own local assault weapons ban in 2013 as a result of that. And she has been beating the drum of a federal assault weapons ban pretty much ever since. Um, Obviously, it's become a lot louder now, and she was kind of thrust onto the national stage by no choice of her own. Mm. But now that she's there, uh, this is what she's pushing for. Um, She firmly believes that local bans and statewide bans – they're they're fine because they represent the the will of the community and what the community values. Mm-hmm. But when there's such a hodgepodge of gun legislation all across the country, local bans aren't as effective as what a national ban would be. And 
she is making the case that a lot of lawyers are making in court right now. And that is, you know, her stance on the Second Amendment. And that is, we can have the Second Amendment, we can have the right to bear arms, but Mm -hmm. we've got to put some common sense legislation in there or some common sense things that control what types of firepower people have access to. And I also have some tape I want to play because as I was talking to Mayor Rotering in preparation for this uh, story that I did, uh, we, we did talk about mental health. We talked about how she's doing and also the fact that poor mental health services could possibly lead to violence in the future for people who don't adequately take care of their PTSD from gun violence themselves. Even though that's the case, she firmly believes that, you know, guns are the problem. To me, it's not an excuse to ignore a true threat that is everywhere. This gun threat is pervasive, and it's harming us as a society. What is Mayor Rotering's background? She grew up in Highland Park, right? Yeah, Mayor Rotering has been around Highland Park for a while. She graduated from Highland Park High School in 1979, and she started political activism around there shortly thereafter. It was in 1983 she started being active for Planned Parenthood at the 10-year anniversary of Roe v. Wade. Later, when her oldest son was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, she got involved in the fight for more funding for stem cell research. And that's kind of informed her. It's kind of informed what she does. Mm -hmm. And even though she has tried a couple of times for higher office, she tried to uh, get on the Illinois State Supreme Court in 2016 and 2022, Uh, She seems to think that this is where she's going to be. She's going to stay in Highland Park. She loves her community, and she's just going to continue to use this platform that she has to continue to fight for what she believes in. Yeah. Um, You talked about mental health earlier. You talked about her, you know, we talked about her voice um, around the gun control debate. How would you say that this, this shooting in Highland Park last year impacted her personally as a person who's from the community? It wasn't easy, Mm -hmm. obviously. Even though in the heart of the traumatic event and in the heart of everything, Mayor Rotering didn't necessarily have time to sit down and deal with all of the things that she was feeling herself, uh, she told me that she got actually help from Mm -hmm. the community because she was around all of these people who had hoisted her up into this position. She was around these people who were feeling what she was feeling. They were sharing stories. They were asking if each other were okay. And they were just, okay, so where were you? What did you see? Um, Is everybody okay? And that was cathartic for her because it's a real sense of community, even even in the wake of tragedy, to have all of these folks around you helping you. And that's kind of what got her through that day, that situation. You did speak with Nancy Rotering, um, and she talked about the impact of the shooting on the community, especially on young people. What did she say about how they're processing all of this? Well, the community is still in it's still in a weird place. They're coming together and they're moving forward. Um, that's evident by just being in town and walking around and seeing people and interacting with okay. folks. But on the day on the day of. Um, she was talking about just how people were reacting in the heat of the moment. Um, And I want to play you another piece of tape here. Um, I was talking to her about just there were kids in the parade. There were adults in the parade, people from every single walk of life. But 
it was one particular group of people that reacted in a certain way that surprised her. Let's take a listen. Every single one of them said, we expected this to happen in Highland Park. The adults were like, how could this ever happen in Highland Park? But the kids said, we expected this to happen, and we expected it to happen in school. Wow. The first time that Mayor Rotering told me that, it kind of took me by surprise. It was kind of a shock. But then I thought to myself, oh, right, because, you know, uh, me coming up in school, I graduated from high school in 2004. We didn't have an active shooter drill until 2003. And Mm -hmm. these kids in Highland Park that day, they didn't stop to think whether it was fireworks. They immediately knew what that was because they've been taught. This Mm -hmm. has been kind of drilled into them over the last decade or more. Uh, They knew exactly what to do. They knew exactly where to go. They knew exactly what it was, whereas, as uh, Mayor Rotering said, the adults were like, well, how could this ever happen in a town like this? Wow. The kids, they've grown up a little bit differently than we have, and they're yes. like, well, yeah, this is this is what happens now. That is so troubling. <laughs> um, but, you know, in, in times like these, it's good that young people are, you know, being drilled. Um, what is the city of Highland Park planning to do to mark the anniversary of the shooting? They've actually got a full day planned on the 4th. It's going to be pretty cool, but it's different this year because there's a lot of uh, trauma-informed response uh, wrapped into this, and there are still a lot of people who are, you know, nervous. So they're not, they're not doing a parade this year. They're doing a community walk, and that's going to follow a remembrance ceremony that takes place downtown around 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. But the community walk is not going to be a parade, so there's not going to be bands or floats or, okay. you know, people throwing things into the crowd necessarily. It's just going to be a walk with people just basically taking back the route. Then after that, uh, there's going to be a community picnic. The high school football field is hosting a concert. And then afterwards, uh, probably around 9 o'clock or so, they're not doing fireworks. They're doing a drone show called We Are Highland Park. It's going to be about uh, between 10 and 15 minutes long. And I kind of hope to see some video of that because I've never seen a drone show. It sounds kind of cool to me. Alex Degman is a state house reporter for WBEZ. Alex, thank you. Thanks, Aaron. You can listen to Alex's feature on the Highland Park anniversary and Mayor Nancy Rotering at WBEZ.org. And be sure to listen to 91.5 and check out the site this week as we report from Highland Park. And that's it for today. Thank you to Justin Bull and Sarah Stark for producing The Rundown and to Ariel Van Clee for editing the show. Haley Bloomquist was the engineer for this episode. Our theme music is by Louis Weeks. If you love The Rundown, please rate and review us. It helps more people find the show. I'm Erin Allen. Thank you for listening. We are going to be off tomorrow for the holiday. So no episodes on July 4th. Enjoy the holiday. I will talk to you on Wednesday morning. <laughs> 